It's time for the Red Hawk Report on 102.1 FM KXSU. And now, here's your host, Russell Brown. Good afternoon, Red Hawk fans near and far. Welcome into the Red Hawk Report on Seattle University Student Run Radio Station 102.1 FM KXSU. It is another great day in Red Hawk Nation as uh, Mazvita Mayer and myself, Russell Brown, in studio. Maz, how you doing today? I am good, good, good. Uh, free parking today, so that was a bonus. And uh, what else? Ah, the weather. Yeah. Kind of yeah. nice, you know. I mean, I got a little kind of oh, half a sweatshirt, half zip sweatshirt on because it, it, it's it's warm but it is beginning to make that turn to the fall. I feel like we've gone from uh, weather updates to parking updates <laughs> since school's gotten Well, back you're the one that started the whole thing hey, about right. students yeah, are yeah. back. I can't park. Well, you're the one who started going free parking <laughs> and, you know, this and that. So, uh, why is free parking? Nah, yeah, and Indigenous Peoples Day. So, yeah, obviously, that's okay. more important than free parking. Um, but, right, right. Again, uh, Indigenous Peoples Day today, mental health awareness. Uh, Day to day as well, that which we'll talk about a little bit later. Sure, but uh, you know, thank you for tuning in once again. You haven't gotten sick of us yet on the Red Hawk Report. Uh, we have a great episode ahead. Uh, Shanice Horn of volleyball joins the show. It was a uh, impressive day for Red, Red Hawk or impressive week for Red Hawk athletics last week, and some big matchups coming up as well. Uh, so yeah, it's a good, another good one on tap here. It's a uh, very. This is what I consider a nice fall day. A little bit of a breeze, still a little warm, but uh, nice day here outside the studios of KXSU. Yeah, <laughs> great insight. No, I'm just, you know I'm taking a, a glare you outside. You know, with some of y'all thoughts weather since where this is audio, but you know we've got these great. Great windows that look out. Yeah. And so yeah. you can just see the blue sky a little bit with clouds, but uh, the sun. So that just, it's going down. But so I'm all for the, the turn and hanging on his last few days, but it's supposed to be 70s all week. So there you go. Yeah. So again, still a little warmer out here, still a little, uh, little hazy from the fires, obviously. So we're going to continue to say, your, you know, thoughts and prayers to everybody being affected by those. It's unfortunately become, you know, a little bit of a yearly occurrence. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously with that in the uh, the weather update here from uh, KXSU. But as we said, we have a great show on tap for you here. Uh, so we'll get to a quick commercial break, come back, and uh, into more Red Hawk Report presented by The Honey Hole here on KXSU, Seattle University student-run radio station. Georgetown Brewing is a proud sponsor of Red Hawk Men's Basketball. Georgetown Brewing Company is an independently owned Seattle craft brewery and the maker of Manny's Pale Ale. Information about their tasting room, kegs, growlers, and cans to go can be found on their website, georgetownbeer.com. This broadcast is brought to you in part by Seattle Children's. Seattle Children's has been named one of the best children's hospitals in the nation by U.S. News and World Report. Hope. Care. Cure. Seattle Children's. This broadcast is made possible in part by Copiers Northwest. For over 30 years, Copiers Northwest has been offering multifunction copier, printer, and software solutions for businesses and organizations in the Northwest. 
Swedish is proud to support Seattle U's athletic department and its students. Swedish offers programs such as charity care, research, community health, and education. More information is available at Swedish.org. This broadcast is made possible in part by Coke Zero, a proud supporter of Red Hawk men's basketball. Coke Zero has zero sugar and no calories. Coke Zero is available in stores now. Coke Zero, a proud partner of Seattle University Athletics. This is Hezekiah Goodwin with Men's Cross Country, and you're listening to the Red Hot Report. And welcome back into the studios of KXSU in another Red Hawk Report. Quick look at the week behind us in Red Hawk Athletics. It was a good one. Presented by Kells Irish Pub, Irish Pub, excuse me, eat, drink, celebrate. Well, let's kick off with uh, women's golf. They uh, were hosting the Pat Lesser Classic down there in uh, Tacoma and uh, finished 8th of 12 at said event. Samantha Bruce and Rebecca Umagalava both finished in the top 15, so solid performances there. As the that was, I believe that's the eighth annual now, uh, Pat Lesser. So, uh, again, great showing. It's a beautiful course down there in Tacoma. If anybody has a chance down there at the, I believe, the Tacoma Country Club. So, if you have a chance to see that beautiful course or hopefully go next year to the Pat Lesser. It is a uh, beautiful course. Like 21 teams out there. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's a, that's a good finish, like you're saying. Yeah. That uh, eighth out of 21. That's impressive. Out of 12. 12. Tying eighth out of, okay. Yeah, good. Right. Two and one, I know. It's yeah, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Do not want to. Wow. Uh, also in action, uh, men's tennis. This was a big one right here. Wraps up play at the ITA Regionals. Uh, and Clement Hamill reached the quarterfinals in the singles. He is the first Red Hawk to ever do so. So uh, big shout out there to Clement he also paired up with Veselin Kozolkov and uh, Michael Frank and Dario Rostovsky. Both the, so those were the two different pairs right there. They both made the quarterfinals as pairs as well. So it was a very good showing there for tennis. Uh, but they're down in Spokane, so down there at the ITA regionals. I know we, we talked about tennis obviously last week about the the difficulty as we previewed them being down there as a long stretch of them being down there. So congratulations again to Clement. I know that was a social media push as well. So again, a big round of applause to him. Anytime you're the first to do something, that's impressive. Well, I mean, you know, trailblazer, trendsetter. Yeah. Impressive. Impressive, young man. Well done. Very much so. In volleyball action down there at the new hardwood inside the Red Hawks Center, it was a tough matchup. Utah Valley, a very, very solid team inside the Western Athletic Conference. Wolverines came to town and uh, got the sweep over the Red Hawks. But uh, Esgi Oskan had herself a nice little extension of a streak there. She's had 25 or more assists in 11 straight matches. She had 32 there against the Wolverines. Uh, Ariana Bilby also recorded 11 kills. And then our uh, interviewee, or in, yeah, interviewee today, Shanice Horn added nine kills as Nicely well. Nicely done. Yeah. That's a little tongue-tied there. Well, okay. Yeah, okay. You know, E, er, all that. I'm excited to hear that interview. You, yeah, yo, you it, talked a little bit about it off air. I'll hype it you up. Know, yeah. You've been hyping it up. So this is going to be, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Very, uh, 
well-spoken, very, you know, intellectual interview, I think, from uh, Shanice, but still has that. If you've seen her play, we'll obviously get into this more, uh, very energetic as well. So she's just very out there and, you know, in your face seems like a negative sometimes, but very much, you know, you're going to feel her presence inside any room you're in. So very, very excited about that interview in our next segment. Uh, going over to the pitch just across the street from the Red Ox Center, women's soccer has been on a tear as of late. You and I talked about, you know, sometimes you just got to get to conference play, and, man, Julie Woodward and women's soccer have been just that. They blanked Utah Valley. Both uh, women's soccer and volleyball traveled together there for the Wolverines. 3-0, Ui Ui with her third goal of the season, got the game winner in back-to-back games now. Uh-oh. And uh, I think uh, instead of just telling you about it, let's uh, let the best in the business, Mr. Andrew Harvey, uh, kind of take you through that opening goal. Leet pulls it away from her. Gina Leet taking some space onto her left foot. Tackled away. Back as far as Curran. Chopped over the top. Kaihui can't get to it. Gets there, fires, and scores! Ui Kaihui pounces on a loose ball inside the penalty area, and it's 1-0 Seattle U. And Ui Kaui, the freshman, coming on strong for Coach Julie Woodward. As, as I said, got the game winner. Obviously, if you you blank a team, it's just the first goal that scores is the game winner at that point. Uh, but now back-to-back games, she has one on her foot there for the Red Hawks. Taylor Marks got a second there. Uh, a little bit later in the first half, Red Hawks went into the break up 2-0. A lot of that was thanks to the play of the game and quite possibly – the player of the game, Jessica Berlin, in goal. Uh, PK was awarded to the Wolverines. They step to the spot, and uh, Berlin diving to her right denies them of that. And at that time, it was still 1 0. So that could have been a momentum changer right there. Berlin denies the PK attempt from the Wolverines, keeps it at 1 0. <clears throat> Taylor Markston scores the other goal. Put him up 2-0 at half, and then in kind of a weird situation, Keeper came out of the box, and Kaylee Coatney was, right, was in the right spot as she put it away, pretty much in an empty netter if you want to think uh, hockey terms. Uh, she got her third goal of the season and uh, kind of put that one away. So uh, quite a match there. Wolverines were three points ahead of the Red Hawks coming to that. They were previously unbeaten in whack play, and the Red Hawks knocked them down from the, uh, the top and being uh, in the land of the unbeatens. Well, you gotta, you gotta think. Well, gotta believe that they now believe that is the uh, the Red Hawks that they can. You know, when you beat that top team, um, you know what? You got six games left in in uh, whack play. I mean, you got a keeper who's stopping PKs. You got a suppose a freshman coming on scoring and scoring. I, th- yeah, this is future's bright for the. Uh, the Red Hawks make a run here. Yeah, it's definitely big time. Utah Valley, yeah, previously had 10 points. Red Hawks came in that match with seven points. So quick look at the standings after that. Utah Tech still up top. They are the only unbeaten team left in the WAC. Uh, the Trailblazers have 16 points, 5-0-1. New Mexico State behind them, who Seattle University, that weird lightning game that ended up, you know, taking two days. <laughs> two for one. They're four, two and two with <laughs> 14 <get> <laughs> points. <laughs> Southern Utah just ahead of Seattle U, 4-1-1 one, one with 13. And then the Red Hawks in Utah Valley. Obviously, uh, Red Hawks have the tiebreaker now over the Wolverines, both 3-1-1 one, and one with 10 points. Where's Steph, uh, Stephen F. Austin? Stephen F. Austin Stephen Austin currently right now is 3-3 three and three with 9 points, so they are the next closest team. 
uh, to Utah Valley and Seattle U.S. Obviously, we'll talk about it a little later. But yeah, the, uh, the, yeah. Uh, the lady, the, the, yeah, the, the, the Lady Jacks come to town in the uh, this weekend, which we'll talk about, or okay. this week in a big matchup there as the Red Hawks continue to start to flex in conference play as you and I, shocker, uh, predicted was going to happen. Sometimes you just got to get the uh, home cook in it, but they've done it on the road as well. So, uh, and as you said, you got the freshman stepping up, you got a veteran goalkeeper, you know, you got scoring talent, defense. That was, uh, forgot to even mention that part with uh, Jessica Berlin getting five saves. She already has six shutouts on the season, seven total because uh, Madison Wagaspak started against the Evergreen State. So seven shutouts total for the team, six wow. credited to Berlin. I believe in a weird way, one was a combined shutout. Uh, minutes were given at some point to uh, Lexi Davis, I believe. So That shows way, depth. That way, shows depth. Either way, you, you've had a bare minimum two goalkeepers that have clean sheets already. Mm. You have seven shutouts. And that defense was the strength last year. It's carried over this year. It was, hey, can the offense step up? And sure enough, they've stepped up. They've won in ways where they've been outshot. You look at the California Baptist game, uh, excuse me, the Grand Canyon game, where they get outshot, but they got the shot that matters. You've seen them come back and take down a team like Utah Valley, albeit they had a short bench. You gotta you gotta play the game that's ahead of you. Get three goals, still get the shutout. So it's it's impressive, especially when a PK is awarded and you you deny that because you know if anybody who knows football, soccer, whatever you want to call it, stopping the PK, you're gonna be unsuccessful more likely than you're gonna be successful in stopping a PK. So shout out to Berlin, shout out to Kaui, Marks, Kone, the entire team that uh, has really showed up well. And I'm just. Before we we move on, stopping a PK is is in in the soccer circles. It's scoring a goal. You yeah. know what I mean. I mean it's <laughs> it actually is. a a two point swing in that you save that and it, it it allows your team the ability to go ahead and score that goal. And more times than not, it's just an energy booster for you know if you look at all the soccer games. Yep. Well, Coach Woodward said after in the post game comments that. You know, that might have been the decider. Yes, Uwe's goal was nice, and obviously Taylor got another goal before half, but the momentum that could have changed if Utah Valley equalized that match on the PK, that gets them into it, that gets them pumped up. Marks' goal might not happen before halftime. You know, he might go into halftime 1-1, and then who knows what the second half is. So that PK save by Berlin ends up being huge. You know, we don't have to do what it could have, should have, because the result wasn't. Yeah, she did. So the result was what it was because they got a clean sheet and they still got goals scored. Um, But with that, we will uh, take a quick break. Bring in Shanice Horn. I've been talking about this interview. Maz, we were talking about last night as well. Excited to have Shanice on the show. So we will take a break and uh, come back with that interview with uh, volleyball player Shanice Horn. You're listening to the Red Hawk Report on Seattle University student-run radio station 102.1 FM, KXSU. This broadcast is made possible in part by Coke Zero, a proud supporter of Red Hawk men's basketball. Coke Zero has zero sugar and no calories. Coke Zero is available in stores now. Coke Zero, a proud partner of Seattle University Athletics. Swedish is proud to support Seattle U's athletic department and its students. Swedish offers programs such as charity care, research, community health, and education. More information is available at Swedish.org. This broadcast is made possible in part by Copiers Northwest. 
For over 30 years, Copiers Northwest has been offering multifunction copier, printer, and software solutions for businesses and organizations in the Northwest. This broadcast is brought to you in part by Seattle Children's. Seattle Children's has been named one of the best children's hospitals in the nation by U.S. News and World Report. Hope, care, cure. Seattle Children's. Georgetown Brewing is a proud sponsor of Red Hawk Men's Basketball. Georgetown Brewing Company is an independently owned Seattle craft brewery and the maker of Manny's Pale Ale. Information about their tasting room, kegs, growlers, and cans to go can be found on their website, georgetownbeer.com. And welcome into another interview portion here of the Red Hawk Report. We're joined by Shanice Horn of Volleyball. Shanice, thanks for joining the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. So tell us what brought you out to Seattle. You had two prior stops. You're from Missouri, but Texas Corpus Christi, right? And then uh, Butler. So what, what brought you out here? Um, I actually ended up graduating from Butler, um, so my eligibility there was pretty much over. Um, and for about a couple months, I was trying to find like another school, so I went into the transfer portal, and um, I was like getting views, getting all that, and I was just like, this wasn't really what I was looking for. And then randomly out of nowhere, uh, Michelle had messaged me, and she was like, hey. Like, I have a full ride. Um, I've been watching you. So <laughs> she was like, are you wanting to come and play volleyball still? And I was like, yes, because for the longest, like, Michelle was my um, freshman coach at Tame UCC. She was um, the assistant coach. And we both left around the same time. Um, and so I knew from, like, way back my freshman year, like, I wanted to be coached by her because we didn't really get that opportunity. Um, so whenever she reached out, like, we got on the phone, and I was like, are you serious? And she's like, yeah, yeah, like, let's do this. And I was like, yes, like, let's, <laughs> let's do this, like, please. Um, and it worked out perfectly because I've been everywhere else in the United States, and I, have, I had yet to be in the West Coast. And so to know that she was in Seattle and everything was just, like, perfect, um, especially with, like, um, COVID still happening and the time that I would have to come to Seattle, it literally, it was just perfect everything so that's why i ended up coming to seattle well we're glad you're here is, is there a big di obviously there is a big difference from what texas to indiana to seattle what what stands out seattle slash washington the west coast compared to those other two stops i would have to say definitely a huge there's so many like polynesian people that i've seen on like traveling like the teams that we've played against so far there is a huge like population of Polynesian and Islander people. And it's so like, it's it's amazing to see because I'm not used to that. Like going to like Indiana or like going to Texas, like there's like a small like percentage, but having like most of the teams that we play has Islanders in it. It's, it's so cool. Cause when I, um, when we play against these teams, like when we're away, um, all I hear is like, and like all these like, <laughs> like all these Polynesian big families. I'm like, yes, like <laughs> it makes me have like a sense of home. Right. Because um, my mom is on the Polynesian side. So like our uncles are like these big stocky, you know, um, people. So I'm just like, it. it's great. Like, I love it. So that's definitely one thing that stands out hugely about Washington or even the West Coast area. Going off that, you talked about the big family. You're one of the most excitable players on the team. You're constantly bringing the energy. Notice since you arrived here, is there something about volleyball that just it seems like they're more hyped up, let's just say, than other athletes or other sports? Like, what is it about volleyball? 
oh, where do you even begin? <laughs> it's like, it's the sense of knowing that, like, I just care about it so much. I, I am in love with volleyball. Like, volleyball has been a huge, a huge platform for me, especially coming um, into it very late in the game. Um, I, like, started volleyball when I was 14, so, like, Knowing that I had to pretty much catch up to everybody else who's been playing since they were like 10, 8, 9 years old. Um, it just became very natural to me, especially around that time when I did find volleyball. I was going through a lot of like bullying um, and things with like my brothers being bullied. So it was kind of like, it was the, what's the word? Um, my outlet, like, because music was a huge outlet for me. But then once I found volleyball, I was like, this is what I want to do for literally the rest of my life until I turn 89. Like, <laughs> I want to be... Not 90, that's the cutoff, 89. <laughs> yeah, 89. I hit 89 in a second and I'm out. Like, I'm hey, done. Hey. Um, but, yeah, so literally, like, that's why I love it so much. And knowing, too, that I had to work really hard to get where I'm at. Um, because coming from a family, two parents, like my dad is on the disabled side. So my mom has been the breadwinner and still is for our family for as long as before I was even born. And so when I did get into athletics and I told her, I was like, Hey, I want to go to college for this. She was like, okay, well, you know, it comes hard work if you want to do that. And I was like, let's do it. Like, I want to do it. Um, and so every day being in the gym, being early, being late, like loving everything about it to want to go to the highest level possible was like, it was, you know, like whenever you can see it in the future and you're just like, that's, that's where I want to be. Like, that's what I want to do. Like, that's what I see even now. And so like, that's why I have this huge, like passion and genuine love for this game and this sport and even the people I play around. And that's why I'm even more energetic now than I've ever been because this team that I'm with, I, I absolutely love them. Like I've yet to be able to say on my college like experience that I love my team. I love my coaches. I love the staff. I love everything. And that's why I push as hard as I do. And that's why I yell as much as I do, or I'm as energetic as I am. Cause they, they bring it out of me. Like my team, I love them. Oh, like, I, I absolutely love it. I, every time, watching the volleyball match or anything. I always see you jump in either you're in the match or on the sidelines. I love it. So keep that energy up. But there's been a lot to celebrate. You've had a great start, already made an all-tournament team. Yes. So what's this first well, – what has the season been like for you so far suiting up? It's actually – it's been a rush. It's been something that I honestly thought I wasn't going to be able to do because um, being out for over a year and a half was a lot, especially with COVID because um, I have asthma. So when I got COVID, my asthma got terrible. Um, I was pretty much had to be hospitalized and stuff like that. Um, and even now to this day, like I have to have a lot of help for my asthma. Um, so before I even made the decision to Michelle, I literally thought about it. I was like, am I going to be able to do this? Like, is my body physically going to be able to go this hard every single day? Like play, play games, like travel up and down to different like elevations and stuff. And honestly, like I'm surprised that my body's doing as well as it is. Um, I still definitely need help. <laughs> That's why we have Kristen. That's why we have the inhalers and stuff. But um, so it's definitely something that I'm still trying to like get used to. Um, but overall, like I'm happy with the season. I'm happy with my output. I'm happy with my team's output. I'm excited to see with these recent changes that we've had in our lineups or even in our practices. I'm excited to see 
how much better we get throughout the rest of the season. So. One thing you and I talked about before we started the interview was being an athlete of color and what that has meant to you and being diverse in that. How has that been growing up even? Growing up, um, it was actually pretty tough, um, specifically a little bit for me, but more for my brothers because my brothers were, they are like pretty much they're black. Like, and compared to me, like I have more privilege than them. And that was the biggest thing that I learned growing up that my mom kind of had to tell us. Um, cause while my mom was at work, my dad was the one who was bringing us to school, picking us up. So a lot of the people in the middle of Missouri, which was predominantly white, um, people, they would see a black dad, they would see two black kids and a white kid. And they'd be like, Oh, you're adopted. And I'm like, no, that's my dad and my mom's at work. And they'd be like, no, that's not true. And I'm like, yes, it's just true, you know? Um, so I just got that type of bullying, but my brothers got it a lot worse. Um, they got it physically, they got it emotionally, um, pretty much anything. Um, and so I understood that even though I was the color that I am, like my brothers would have it way worse and they are gonna have it way worse. Um, especially because if I straighten my hair for one day, like I could pass as a white person, whereas my brothers, they can't do that. They're physically black. They are men. So they are always going to have to deal with that, that type of stereotype, whereas I can kind of go wherever or feel whatever way that I want to feel. Um, and so that's definitely something that I was raised upon that my brothers and I have very much um, become like activists for. That's what my older brother's doing right now in Kansas City is trying to revamp everything, um, especially him being um, not only a person of color, um, but he's also gay. So that's also a stereotype of, that's not a thing, you know? So especially being in the middle of Kansas City, it's like, okay, no, this is all weird, let's not. Um, so he's definitely trying to revamp all the racial injustice, all of the gay activism and stuff like that that's going on, which is a huge, I'm so proud of him for that. Um, and we're obviously there to support him, but I definitely know that future on me, I'm going to have to have that type of conversation with my kids, um, which is sad, um, to know that if I have a fully black child, like I'm going to have to talk to him like, Hey, your sister, who might be lighter than you or darker than you, is going to have a little bit more leeway than you will. And I feel like that's something that you shouldn't have to talk about with your children. But I feel like it's something that's going to continue to have to happen until things really, really, like, really do change. Um, and it's happening slowly, but obviously we need a we need a harder push, like more more things to actually stand by and have more outcome with instead of these tiny little things are like oh here we'll just include you this right. way or that way like we need real things so yeah. no, I, we need more athletes like you obviously I grew up in a similar situation being on the light skin so thank you so much for having that cool. strong voice and representing your community so well uh to, to end you know on let's say a less you know emotional Let's get to know the team a little bit more from being you, and you seem to be the energetic one. Tell us who's the, who are the kind of leaders, but not only that, but the funny ones on the team, the one who's always late. Like, what are, what are your superlatives <laughs> of the team that you have? 
Oh, geez. Okay, I'll start with my rock. Okay. My rock right now, or for this entire season, has been Kylie. Um, she literally holds me down in every way I could possibly think of, and I've never had that before. She's definitely somebody who holds me accountable. She's the person who is like, why did you do that? Like, why aren't you here earlier? Or why why didn't you go get seen by Kristen earlier? And things like that. Um, and it's I'm, I'm happy to see that from somebody, especially on the, um, like, cause she's a sophomore. So like for her to be able to hold me accountable, especially being the oldest on the team, like it's, it's wonderful. Cause I know that when I leave, like she'll be able to do that for everybody else coming in. Um, so she's definitely my rock. The funniest person or the person, the people who's late, you want yeah, me to tell you that? Yeah. <laughs> I snitch a little bit, right? Okay. 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 <laughs> The people who are always late, Mary, if you are listening to this, Mary, it's always you. Mary. <laughs> Mary. Mary. <laughs> Mary and Yasa. It's always <laughs> you too. <laughs> always late. I can't tell you how many times you have to be like, Mary, you gotta be here five minutes early. And she's like, Okay. And we're like, no, literally you have to be here five minutes early. But um, they're definitely our late ones. And I feel like everybody's funny in their own way. Um, we definitely have like the ones who go off of like movies and stuff like that type of funny. Yep. We have like the kind of rude type of funny people, which like it's like a good blend. Right. And then right. we just have the like the weird type of funny people. <laughs> that is me. <laughs> Present. <laughs> Present. <laughs> yeah. So there's definitely a huge mix um, on our team of everything. So it's it's just wonderful to be in it, to be honest. So. Well, you guys are back in action soon, so hopefully we're going to pack the Red Hawk Center again and uh, cheer you on. But Shanice, thanks for uh, joining the Red Hawk Report. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. This broadcast is made possible in part by Coke Zero, a proud supporter of Red Hawk men's basketball. Coke Zero has zero sugar and no calories. Coke Zero is available in stores now. Coke Zero, a proud partner of Seattle University Athletics. Swedish is proud to support Seattle U's athletic department and its students. Swedish offers programs such as charity care, research, community health, and education. More information is available at Swedish.org. This broadcast is made possible in part by Copiers Northwest. For over 30 years, Copiers Northwest has been offering multifunction copier, printer, and software solutions for businesses and organizations in the Northwest. This broadcast is brought to you in part by Seattle Children's. Seattle Children's has been named one of the best children's hospitals in the nation by U.S. News and World Report. Hope. Care. Cure. Seattle Children's. Georgetown Brewing is a proud sponsor of Red Hawk Men's Basketball. Georgetown Brewing Company is an independently owned Seattle craft brewery and the maker of Manny's Pale Ale. Information about their tasting room, kegs, growlers, and cans to go can be found on their website, georgetownbeer.com. Hola a todos, soy Julieta Peralta del equipo de fútbol femenil y están escuchando al Red Hawk Report. And welcome back into the studios here at KXSU. And thank you to Shanice for joining us on the show today. And Maz, I was talking about, you know, how powerful what Shanice said about being an athlete of color. But uh, something that doesn't get, I think, talked about enough is that a athlete of color that 
is on the light skinned side, and sometimes people don't understand that. And she did well to point out the fact that her brothers, who are darker skin, she has more privilege because it's lighter skin. But a lot of times, being discriminated against in your light skin, and you can get discriminated against by both sides from people that you know have the darker skin and don't see you as fitting in, or the people of the lighter skin who feel like you're trying to be someone who is darker skin. It's sometimes it doesn't get talked about enough. And I think Shanice pointed it out perfectly by also saying, you know, she could straighten her hair and she could pass as white, but you know, she was raised with two black brothers, a black father. And sometimes, you know, it's tough to be seen like that, but the way she pushes through the way she talks about passing that knowledge on to her children one day, I, I think she did a very good job. You really speaking to that aspect? Well, what you really what sticks out in my mind first, and and you you prefaced this, and you talked about it was her presence. Yep. And you know, even you know, you can just feel her presence, and then from there, there's an awareness mm-hmm. of you know where she came from, who she is, and along with that awareness of the history, the present, there is a you know I'm gonna out to make a difference yep. you know my awareness isn't to to wrong anybody but it's to make a difference and when you have someone like that and that's what's beautiful about this campus right the you know the diversity inclusion everything that's going on but it, it when you see someone who's a student athlete and who is authentic and you said it in the interview when you talked to her that you know she's just bubbly and yep you know, and in her loving presence, right? She talked about um, the Pacific Islanders and say, you know, she said, yep. "Oh, that's kind of this is new. This is kind of yeah." But then what came after that was like, "Yeah, it's great because I feel like family." Mm-hmm. You know, so so you get that, you know, that change can be made in awareness in a way to move forward, and that you know, she's. I hope to get I get to meet her. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Yeah, come on to the volleyball match. Man. That's a, look at that segue. Ah, speaking, speaking of, of. <laughs> coming up, uh, look at the week ahead presented by the Honey Hole. Honey Hole is having a competition to name their next sandwich. They want to name it something that has to do with Seattle University. Hey, Russell, so check out. I, I'm just going to interrupt you. Okay. Is there any way like they can bring those t- those sandwiches and we could kind of taste them and uh, maybe maybe we can reach out. Yeah, we can see. I, Maybe we should go there. Maybe we should go there. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, go ahead. <laughs> um, so check out their social media. They want your help naming this new sandwich. So uh, check out Honey Hole's social media. Uh, located right across the street from Championship Field, home of the best damn sandwich. Well, looking at the week ahead, we got some action going on today on the course. As men's golf, we talked about women's golf having a nice performance there at the Pat Lesser. Men's golf is at the Oregon State Beaver Invitational in Corvallis. Mm. That's going on today and tomorrow. So two-day stretch there for men's golf down south in Corvallis, one of my favorite towns. You and I had the uh, you and I went down there last year, I believe. Yeah, there last yeah. year, yeah. So that was a great time. Uh, I think it was voted what best, or it was self-appointed, whatever it is, best college town in America. And you know, it's hard to hard to debate that. So it is it's hard a very to nice debate. place, especially uh, during the fall. So hopefully, golf is enjoying their time down there. Going ahead, nothing going on Tuesday besides men's golf. Wednesday has been the uh, case for the last few weeks. Nothing going on on Wednesday. Uh, Thursday, 
Talk about Shanice Horn and volleyball, your chance, Moz, and everybody else. Stephen F. Austin in town, the Lady Jacks and Red Hawks battling at 6 p.m. on ESPN plus at the Red Hawks Center. Check in there. I know Stephen F. Austin, very good opponent again. I believe they only have one or two losses on their season already, mm. or at this point, I shouldn't say already. So it's going to be a big matchup there for uh, Coach Michelle Cole, Red Hawks, taking on the Lady Jacks. Lady Jacks also in town across the street, just like last week with Utah Valley, as they take on Julie Woodward's women's soccer squad. That at 7 p.m. So usually I say, hey, double dip. Well, this one's a little little tighter on the double dip ability. Maybe you can catch the second half of the soccer match if you watch the entirety of the volleyball match. That one also on ESPN Plus. And uh, want to shout out, too, we talked about the uh, the highlight there of uh, Ui Kaui's goal in the first segment. Uh, also, shout out to Stephanie Vidoria, who joined the broadcast team. She's, I believe, like she has the record in five different statistical, uh, statistical categories for women's soccer. She joined the booth with Andrew Harvey. And that was her first ever broadcast. So shout out to Stephanie. Thanks for joining the team. You know, and I had we social media wise, people were blowing up. She's a lawyer. She's a graduate here. She uh, played professionally here and in Norway. So I, she, she she's checked every box. So there's not, she's a jack of all trades type person. Now she's added broadcaster to her resume. So uh, if you have the chance, obviously want to see you in person. But if you cannot make it out to the uh, out the championship field, tune in on ESPN Plus because uh, she. It's been a is a rookie, but uh, shocker, she uh, picked it up pretty naturally. Raising so, the bar, continue. Yeah, then, so the best of the best gets even better. It's tough when the athletes are because I mean we got into the booth because we weren't great athletes, right? At least that's what I tell myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so you when these great athletes start doing it so naturally. It's a little, you man. know, gosh. Leave but, something for us. I mean, exactly. That that's what <laughs> the, the analysis we can analyze. But the great athletes are ones that played will be able to tell you what it was like. Which yeah, she was in the color. She was in the color commentary role. Anybody knows how broadcasting's broken down? Andrew wow. play by play does most of the talking, and then Stephanie fills in with her immense knowledge of the game. Everything else, but it was a great call. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a great call. Andrew, obviously, we've praised him probably enough. <laughs> We, we hype him up enough. Well, I don't know. You can never hype up <laughs> yeah, any, You can never hype up a friend any, too much. Anybody with Seattle, yeah. you, right? I mean, yeah. That's, and but. Andrew, a absolute professional in class. Um, so, yeah. Again, thank you, Stephanie, for joining. Welcome, the, uh, Stephanie, if you're listening. Those two are also doing the WAC tournament hosted here at Championship Field. Oh, so they're big the, time. The, like, the conference really? was even like, oh, look at this. We got the, something nice going on wow. here. Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. Definitely, look at Seattle. Uh, yeah. Well, big time. On the map. On the map. Uh, we, we are the map. <laughs> we, yeah, I like that. <laughs> Moving on to Friday. Uh, women's tennis will be at the ITA Regionals in Palo Alto, California. That's going from Friday to Wednesday. So much like uh, men's tennis down in Spokane had that long stretch. Uh, women's tennis also going to have a uh, not obviously two weeks, but two calendar weeks uh, down there in California. Poor them uh, in the weather down there in Palo Alto. Ever been there? Well, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. The, the Bay. Yeah, hey. I've been down there. You you never been down there? I've been to the Bay. I've been to Southern California. Never been to the Bay. Oh my goodness, you you really should go. Palo I know. I need Alto, to. San Francisco's right there, and 
It's, uh, yeah, I think everybody should. It's on the list. It's good. It's on the list. Uh, some of us have to work. It sucks. Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe when the team goes down there. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'll try to pull some strings. Uh, well, men's soccer was down there this uh, this year down there in San Francisco. Anyway, speaking of men's soccer, uh, uh, Utah Tech uh, is their next opponent down there in St. George. So the Trailblazers and Red Ox have an early kickoff, 12.30 p.m. That's going to be on WAC international.tv not on espn plus so if you're looking for that match uh on friday it is an early one so have your Wait. lunch watch some soccer whack the whack conference whack. got its own we've always TV. had our own thing all right its own network i know yes. what wow no, okay God, i mean i want right News, right? I heard the good thing the WAC doesn't pay us, man. You're well, I've, I mean, you know, I've heard of the Pac 12, the Big Ten, and here yeah, we go. Now we got the WAC. All yeah. right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, let's Come go WAC. WACinternational.tv for anybody outside of Moz uh, who doesn't know how to work that. <laughs> so <laughs> then we move. You learn something uh, new you, every day. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you move into Saturday. Uh, men's and women's swim will be at the Red Hawk Center. Hosting Simon Fraser, that will be a two-day event Saturday and Sunday. Uh, that was followed up with cross country. They are going to be at losing uh, losing Clark Invitational in Portland. Eleven a.m. start to that. Women's soccer again, a packed weekend for them. They play on Thursday and then again on Saturday, as the Vaqueros are in town. That one's going to be at twelve p.m. for a kickoff on ESPN Plus. Women's volleyball as well. UT Arlington, one of the newest members of the Western Athletic Conference, first served from the Red Ox Center between them and the Red Ox, 2 p.m. on ESPN Plus again. Rounding out the weekend and the week Sunday, men's soccer will be at UNLV. Once again, we talked about the running rebels there. 6 p.m. on, again, WACinternational.tv. So, again, tune in to men's soccer. They got back-to-back games on the wax network there so uh it's a jam-packed week you know we the first few episodes were like oh it's gonna heat up it's gonna heat up and then bam you got (laughs) you got every possible thing going on at different times on different networks and uh you know i I gotta tell you we're in action i I did go to the whack uh international tv here it's nice Uh, uh, can't forget that part you can't forget the dot tv whack international dot tv got it but I mean, nice interface. It's got all the the teams here. Oh, now you're trying to, <laughs> now I'm trying trying to, to clean it out. <laughs> here it is, just in case they're listening. Oh, okay. But I tell you, SU's right there. So uh, yeah. So if you you know you can't go and you got to watch the uh, the men's soccer game, man, you could just pretty easy interface. I might check it out myself. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing you're gonna check it out. So Maz is gonna check it out. That means you should check it out too. Because if he can figure out, I know you can figure it out. That's fair. Uh, tune it into the Red Hawks on the road. All the broadcast at home will be on ESPN Plus, but we want to see your smiling uh, faces and your loud voices in the Red Hawk Center and at Championship Field. But yeah, it's it's uh, also swim meet as well going on uh, inside the Red Hawk Center. So you know it's a it's a packed week. We got things going again. You know we talked about as soon as fall hits, the leaves start to well looking out the window, the leaves are taking their time this year, but. As things start to change, you know, sports heats up. That's when it always does, you know, and it, it feels good to have, feels good to be busy. You know, you get tired 
but it feels good to be busy. It feels good to have the athletes competing at the highest level again in Division One athletics and uh, really make the university proud. Yeah, it's a good busy because, you know, there's action going on, you know, and so choices abound, opportunities to support the great SU student-athletes, and I think we talked about this last week and the week before, but it's also a chance to get that connection with the athletes as well. You know, we know the students are doing their part, and, you know, here's your opportunity to connect and enjoy. I said it better myself, and as I said, the uh, with things heating up so much, sports like soccer and volleyball, you know, standings are starting to come in to be a, a factor. Women's soccer hosts this year, they want to get a nice top seed in that tournament at home. You know, they currently sit uh, a couple spots down from the top, but they are six points off the top, and the top team is undefeated. And what, four, they have one more game. So, Red Hawks, for anybody's soccer terminology, have a game in hand. So, Utah Tech is at top. They played six matches. Seattle University is six points behind them, but they have only played five matches. So they're a match behind, so a game in hand there. So, you know, things are heating up there. And it really, really starts to get everything more important. You know, non-conference matters. Sure, you start to get rankings and this and that. But when you got to climb the standings right before the tournament, you know, that's that's when things really start to kick in. Well, I mean, we talked about it a little bit in our looking back segment now you know looking forward you really want to go into that tournament on a high note you yep. know what i mean and and that's the key cuz uh anything once you get in the tournament we saw that in basketball we've seen it in other sports here that's you anything can happen so especially you get you've got some confidence you know you got some belief anything can happen very much so on the men's side as we said, they, you know, they had a tough, we'll say non-conference schedule. We'll just say keeping it tough started well. Uh, now they're on conference schedule. They are one and one. They have three points. Get three points for a win. Uh, but Air Force right now have raced out the Falcons. Uh, they are four and zero. Oh, Twelve points, perfect. So it's kind of a mirror image between the two conferences where you have an undefeated team at the top. But even there, Air Force has played four matches. So the Red Hawks have two games in hand. They've only played two games so far. Air Force has played four. So you win your next two matches. That's six more points to your total than you're only two points off them. So it's, you know, you just got to win what's ahead of you. That's all that matters. Conference season is all that matters. You act tournaments, all that matters. When it comes to everything, uh, you know, the sec- the two-bid league, you don't play for that. You play for the championship and the automatic bid. And I know Coach Fearing and Coach Woodward preach that every day. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past that bad scientist Pete Fewing to kind of, this is the recipe that he's baking. You know what I mean? That yeah. that tough non-conference, and then, you know, you find your identity, you begin slowly in a conference, and you make that, just we just said, you make that late late run, and, uh, you know, this is a proven team that can win the big games. And so we'll see. It should be exciting. It should be exciting. <laughs> Another fun fact about the uh, men's side of the uh the bracket or another bracket, the standings. Uh, no other team has more than one win outside of Air Force. So Air Force has four wins: Houston Christian, Utah Tech, Grand Canyon, San Jose State, UTRGV, and Seattle U. All have one win. UNLV, California Baptist, and Utah Valley all have no wins. 
So a little jumbled. <laughs> a little jumbled right now. Wow. So the team currently sitting in second, the team that beat Seattle U, Houston Christian, they are 1-0-3. So they have played four matches, just like Air Force, but they've only had one win and three draws. So they're sitting at six points. So the Red Hawks are only three points away from the team that beat them in two less matches played. Hmm. I know it's a lot of numbers and a lot. I know you and I can break that down quickly. Oh yeah, the table every day in every other league. I don't know about that math. Something about when you see a table and you see win percentage and all that good stuff, it breaks down a little bit different. Uh, But no, it's it's a tight race right now in the WAC. So important road trip there for men's soccer in a couple important home matches for women's soccer as well. Well, we'll take our final break here on the Red Hawk Report and then close out the show with some important words on, you know, an important day today. You're listening to the Red Hawk Report on Seattle University student-run radio station, 102.1 FM, KXSU. Brewing is a proud sponsor of Red Hawk Men's Basketball. Georgetown Brewing Company is an independently owned Seattle craft brewery and the maker of Manny's Pale Ale. Information about their tasting room, kegs, growlers, and cans to go can be found on their website, georgetownbeer.com. This broadcast is brought to you in part by Seattle Children's. Seattle Children's has been named one of the best children's hospitals in the nation by U.S. News and World Report. Hope. Care. Cure. Seattle Children's. This broadcast is made possible in part by Copiers Northwest. For over 30 years, Copiers Northwest has been offering multifunction copier, printer, and software solutions for businesses and organizations in the Northwest. Swedish is proud to support Seattle U's athletic department and its students. Swedish offers programs such as charity care, research, community health, and education. More information is available at Swedish.org. This broadcast is made possible in part by Coke Zero, a proud supporter of Red Hawk men's basketball. Coke Zero has zero sugar and no calories. Coke Zero is available in stores now. Coke Zero, a proud partner of Seattle University Athletics. Hey, this is Nathan Cogswell, a senior on the men's golf team, and you're listening to the Red Hawk Report. Red Hawk Nation, thanks again for tuning in to another episode here of the Red Hawk Report. Uh, Maz and I want to, uh, you know, speak on an issue that uh, has become an issue and has always been an issue, but has become more in the light today is... uh, World Mental Health Day and how important that is. We've had too many student athletes and people in general lose their life due to mental health issues. They have been struggling in silence. They have been, you know, in the dark where they feel like someone's not there to have their back or, you know, it really does affect so many people. Even those you think that are so happy, sometimes those are the ones battling the darkest battles. So it's an important thing and it's important every day. One day can't you know, be enough to talk about this issue. But uh, I've struggled with mental health issues my entire life. You know, I guarantee so many players, so many athletes on this campus, so many students, teachers, faculty struggle every day. Um, But just know that you're never alone. You always have someone to talk to. There's always someone out there. And uh, if you if you feel a friend, a family member, a family member, a, a classmate, anybody who is struggling, sometimes just saying hi, sometimes just reaching out, letting them know you're there is enough to you know truly help them along the way. And uh, it, it's important to us. And 
just uh, if, if Maz, you have any uh, yeah, thoughts no, on that as well. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing, Russell, because I think that's part of, you know, it's just us as an individual, it's having that courage, right? And, and just knowing that we're okay and who we are and what we do. But in terms of looking out for others, you know, if you haven't seen somebody in a while or yep. you see someone that looks down, they just don't look like themselves, you know, I mean, I don't have to, hey, are you do yep. something wrong? But I, like you said, it's just that hello, you know, that text or, you know, whatnot. And, and it's that connection. The connections we make are what really keeps us all together because we all in all of this together. And the first, you know, it's real easy to get isolated, right? Mm-hmm. I can do it alone. And so um, just opening up and saying hello to others and somebody doesn't look so well, tell them what's up. Ask them, you know, how you feeling? So, um, yeah, I mean, we all have a, we all have our days. And I think it's important for us to acknowledge that and also give the grace to other people as well and check in with them. Definitely. We will end this episode on something said by Brooke Wilson of Women's Soccer. She said it perfectly. It was posted on Instagram if you want to go read it yourself, but uh, we'll say it here as well. So from Brooke Wilson, in a world of a lot of rain, be a rainbow. Always strive to be the best possible version of yourself. Be understanding even when you're angry. Do more than you are asked and do not ask for anything in return. Be the reason someone smiles today. Tell your people that you really appreciate them. Go out of your way and do nice things for a stranger. Check in on your friends and family. Set time aside to take care of yourself. Find something to make you laugh. Give as much love as you can. You never know the impact you can make in someone's life today. Mental health is a constant battle in so many people's lives. A little positivity will go a long way. There is a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. Find your light and let it shine within yourself and for the world to see. And on that, we will see you next week here on the Red Hawk Report. Have another great episode lined up for you, but we appreciate you tuning in today. For Masvida, for Trevor Bond, always providing the interviews for us. I'm Russell Brown signing off. And again, mental health awareness, always check in on your loved ones. And if you are struggling, always reach out. Someone's always wanting to help you. And we'll see you next week. As always, go Red Hawks.